you do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful and it's full of gumbo. Nick Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life. It is gumbo time, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome to another edition of the Gumbo Show, the podcast where we gather in this audio internet space to pay the proper amount of love and attention to the most perfect dish that has ever been put in a bowl. That is, of course, gumbo. Joining me this week is, of course, the smoky to my Buford T. Justice, Brent Barksdale in North Texas. I am Feynman Roberts here in South Louisiana. Brent, what is going on? Is that the movie where he goes, Hush Puppies, Daddy? Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> I love Smoking that movie. the Bandit is a classic <laughs> of the late 70s. So we always walk around my house saying, Hush Puppies, Daddy? That's the movie, <laughs> right? The, yeah, I think like, so. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. No, Hush Puppies. But uh, I, I love the premise that, that Burt Reynolds and uh, Jerry Reed yeah. are hired to ship 400 cases of Coors Light uh, from Texarkana to Atlanta in 28 hours. And Smokey, of course, Burt Reynolds driving that sweet, sweet Trans Am. Uh, with his companion. Yeah, with Sally Field. Sally right? Field. She, she was a runaway bride and being pursued by one of the greatest comedic actors uh, in American history, Jackie Gleason, of course, is Chef Buford T. Justice. Half the things I cannot say on this podcast that he says. I love <laughs> he does it. Say, he does I say love that movie. It. Yeah, no, it's a classic. Uh, so tonight, Brent, as we discuss, and, and we were off last week, so if you missed us last week, we humbly apologize. Vacation. We were on the road. Various. I was out scouting uh, a land with no gumbo. Uh, not even anything close to gumbo. I was in Southern Utah, Northern Arizona, and just a little bit in, uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, and nice. so, and you probably in Vegas, I could have found some gumbo somewhere, but I didn't try. Yeah. So, um, cause I don't trust gumbo. So, uh, we missed last week, Brent, where were you? Uh, it was the opposite. I was in Baton Rouge before that I was in Lafayette. Oh, so, um, so, so yeah. I had lots of gumbo. It was great. Uh, I made up for your uh, your loss. Your that's, loss is my gain. That's fascinating. I'm surprised you could get gumbo in Lafayette and Baton Rouge I know. in in June, considering it's definitely I not struggled. gumbo season. Yeah, it is gumbo season. This is, and I sent pictures to Dave to put on our uh, on our Instagram. But just like the, tonight, where he's sleeping because he works too much. Dave, um, our, our co-host, he's the junior justice. Yes. To my Buford T. Justice. <laughs> yeah, he, he was in uh, West Virginia driving back. He got in at four in the morning uh, thanks to a storm, and he was stuck in the mountains. But uh, So he's taking a little nap, and uh, and maybe oh, he ju- might – he may post my pictures from my gumbo ex- Junior needs a, needs a little nap. I should post them on our <laughs> Twitter feed. Uh, but the less we discuss that, the, uh, I'll the better – but so, it's, it's places I've been before, I, and I made a mistake. I went, so I was in Lafayette, and before that, uh, on the way to Baton Rouge, and I went to Prejean's um, to get one of my favorite gumbos, which is the duck and sausage gumbo at Prejean's. And I was talking to the owner, and who I invited on the podcast. He does not want to be on the podcast. He does not like any publicity 
for himself, but maybe I'll guilt him into it one day. But he did tell me, which is interesting, they changed the way they made their duck and sausage gumbo, and he wanted to know what I thought. Why change something that works so well? It worked so well. And as Jonathan Perry uh, led me to that place to try that gumbo, and he was correct, it, it is amazing. And it was that the smoky duck flavor that really, really makes it stand out. And anyway, he was like, hey, just so you know, we changed the way we cook it a little bit. So I'd be interested to know what you thought. And and what he did differently was they used to smoke the duck thighs only. And I guess put those in. But he says, now we smoke the entire duck and then add that into the um, – and make the stock with that. Anyway. So you're also getting duck breast – Duck leg. Everything's smoked now. Duck wing. So, to be honest, when he first came over to say, how is it? It was so hot, temperature hot, that I couldn't fairly judge what it tasted like. So I was like, oh, it's good. You know, it's great. You know, I wasn't going to be rude. But then after he left, it cooled down, and I was able to actually taste the flavor. And it was really good. It was still really good. It didn't have – I told him it wasn't as intense. The duck wasn't as intense as last Mm -hmm. time. But it Mm -hmm. still, once it cooled down – and I got to taste the flavor of it. It was still very, 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 very amazing gumbo. It was really well, good. I, I can see where thighs would amp up the intensity. I mean, they often amp up the intensity. There's uh, so many ways we could go with that, but maybe we should. I think we should just leave it right there. Leave it right there, just, yeah, for your imagination. We'll let the listener go however which way they <laughs> go with it. It's a family show, especially when your son's going to be on one of these times talking I, uh, about his, his roof. His Rue. That's right. The Rue Master Aaron. Yeah. And then so, went to, uh, well, go ahead. I was going to tell you where I went next, but you can ask yeah. more duck questions. No, 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 no. Tell us where you went next. So then, and I shouldn't have done this, but uh, I just went to one of my favorites. I just, I just wanted more duck. So I went to the Chimes in Baton Rouge. Mm. Now, the only thing that's kind of uh, annoying, and, I'm, and I know everybody's dealing with this, is the labor shortage and yes. the COVID. Uh, so it was at two o'clock on a Saturday, if I remember correctly. Um, and you would think, go at two, miss the rush. And that was my plan. Mm. Went at two, still had to wait 30 minutes because they had the entire upstairs closed. So half the restaurant was closed, just, you know, for various, I'm sure, reasons. So we still had to wait a long time. But the duck and sausage gumbo was on point. It was great. Seafood gumbo, Okay. That's not really what I, I ever go there for. I went. I always get the double gumbo. So let's. Both. Let me ask you this: Which Chimes location? Corsi. You? Corsi, right? So you were at Chimes East. Yeah. Uh, not one. Chimes. Chimes way east, which is the one in Covington. So you didn't yeah. go down by the north gates of LSU. For those yeah. of you not familiar with Baton Rouge geography, uh, yeah, no, the the duck and sausage there obviously is is one of the sort of classic mass-produced big restaurant gumbos there is. Um, and you also, you you even branched out into, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and you can also, there's a lot of ways we could go with that too. And we'll just leave it right there. But (laughs) you also had, uh, another soup there. You even went with, uh, did you go with shrimp and corn? I did. I did. So I got the, uh, seafood gumbo, duck and sausage gumbo, shrimp and corn. And then I asked her, what's the soup of the day? And she said, crawfish and corn. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I don't like crawfish as much as I like shrimp. So I'm just going to stick with the three on the menu and I got the mm. shrimp and corn. So, so you had more bowls, 
more bowls than New New Year's Day, right there. You you were all over the place. I was hoping you could think of a like a drug reference. More bowls than <laughs> oh jeez, than uh, Cheech and Chong, baby, Cheech and Chong. in Denver. Uh, yeah, that's right. So well, so that's that was good. Cool. Yeah. More than you had. You had yeah. Utah. I had none. What do you eat in Utah? Burgers. Yeah, a lot of burgers. It's, you know, there's ranches. Uh, you uh, you can get buffalo a few places. We did not did not actually have any buffalo. Um, we had a lot of burgers, uh, a lot of sandwiches. We picnicked a lot um, because it was uh, we were outdoor mm-hmm. a lot. You know, in various national parks and whatever. But listen, you're not going to Utah for the food, right? right. The you're going to Utah for what you can see. And so we were there uh, feeding our eyes on the visual gumbo of southern utah and northern arizona the great and i think of you i think of i think of white socks brown sandals shorts uh an lsu shirt and that's you walking around utah looking at the views am i right you're a nature guy a man of nature yeah i don't i don't know about the white socks and the brown (laughs) sandals but but it's it's largely white socks and just like tennis you shoes. Know, running shoes, right? I, mean, I, I'm kidding. I am I am a middle aged man, and I ain't I ain't walking away. I got a floppy hat yep. that I'm wearing to protect my bald head, yeah, because uh, it's very sunny. Um, and I'm saying dumb things to my kids, you know, like, "Hey, will you turn your music down?" Or, "Hey, look at that, kids! Isn't that awesome?" And I'm, I'm basically at your iPad. right. I'm basically Chevy Chase. Yeah. Uh, from vacation. So I'm Clark Griswold. So, um, so yeah, we had a, we had a good time, but sadly it did not, uh, include any gumbo. So let's, uh, we've got a few items of news you can use this week, a couple of recipes to talk about a couple of other developments in the gumbo world, because even as gumbo wanes a bit here in the heat of the summer, and trust me, it is so hot in South Louisiana right now. It's uh, we're full on June. Uh, there is still news out of the gumbo world. So Brent, why don't you uh, why don't you hit us with the first? Gumbo well, I mean, item. This, well, in October, the Super Bowl of gumbo is happening, and in the recent weeks, they have announced big news. The first item was announced a couple of weeks ago. They have the uh, poster contest. So if you are an aspiring artist and you love gumbo, or you just love five hundred dollars because you can win five hundred dollars. You could, you have until, let me look at the date here. You have until June 30th to submit your poster to the Super Bowl of Gumbo, the World Gumbo Championship. Your poster, if it's chosen, you win $500. Plus you will be, you will be totally the number one lead story on all local media in South Louisiana. Uh, So just Google (laughs) the Iberia Chamber and you can see all the the contest details. No, it's the Iberia Chamber. I mean, Is it they, just the it's Iberia such a chamber? huge chamber? They go by the Iberia Chamber. They took, they I know, took the name of a whole. I make that mistake all the time, but it's Iberia right. Chamber. Just Google it. Um, well, it's in New Iberia. It's in New it's Iberia. In Iberia Parish, right? Yeah, they so, go yeah. by the Iberia Chamber. There, yeah. and go to their website or just Google them. You'll get all the details. Right, and that's five hundred bucks. You could tell your grandkids that's me. You get it framed. You sign it for years to come. You could have booths right. every contest and you can say i'm that guy that did the poster of an alligator holding a bowl of gumbo with a uh crimson tide uh mascot hanging (laughs) all right let's just move on that better not win 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is, of course, for the 31st annual World Championship Gumbo Cookoff in New Iberia on October the 9th and 10th. Just so yes. people know, we'll be there. We're very yeah. excited about it. We plan on uh, not having, not participating in the cookoff part, participating in the eat off part. Yeah. We will eat. It'll be great. So we're going to broadcast we'll our yep. show. We'll probably do interviews. We'll probably bring a cooler and leave with a lot of gumbo. That was some advice somebody gave us. Was it Lori Hurst? She said, bring yeah. Ziplocs. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna rent a U-Haul <laughs> to bring over there just to yeah. truck truck and then I'm gonna have to rent a walk-in cooler somewhere to yeah. uh, to fill up with all my gumbos. And yeah. The next big, big, big piece of news coming out of the world championship gumbo cook-off is mm. they just announced the bands for the mm. event. And uh, I don't know, I may bring Jack with me and maybe he could jump on stage. But so I'm gonna read these bands to you. And I've heard of a couple of them but not all of them, but the, the mm. bands that will be performing. Here we go. Cajun Company, Chubby mm. Carrier, and the Bayou Swamp Band. Gino any, and I, any, ba any band with a, led by a dude named Chubby. Chubby solid. Carrier, yeah. You can't solid, go. you're like, yeah. Yeah, and I'm probably going to say Gene Delafosse, Delafosse, Del, I don't know how to say it. Gino and the French <laughs> Rock and Boogie. Another band called Full Circle. And then yeah. last but not least, Swamp Revival. That's the that's the band lineup. Get you and down it, to the swamp because it needs a reviving. That's right. And then the biggest news of all is the gumbo show will have koozies that we will be handing out. Yeah. They're handsome. They keep your beer cold. And we're gonna hand them out and they're gonna be free. And we'll hand them out till we run out at the gumbo. Yeah. And they look sweet. They have our our logo on them. And uh and they, they're just cool. I mean, everybody needs more koozies. Yeah. And you can get a cool gumbo show koozie. To, to basically make sure everybody knows that you like the greatest podcast uh, that exists. Yeah. I gave one to my mom. She was pumped when I was in Baton Rouge. She got the first one. So, um, you know, it's just a benefit well, of knowing should. me, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's connections for being in the Barksdale family. That's true. All right. What's um, next on our news you can use? Let's go. News? Right. Let's go with the recipe you're bringing to the table. Brent, for, for those of you who don't know, Brent is married to a wonderful woman who also is vegan. <laughs> That's right. And so Brent, as a gumbo aficionado and a lover of gumbo, sometimes has to tiptoe around the, this, this whole issue. And so now, Brent, you're, you're going to give us a vegan gumbo recipe, and we're going to discuss... Uh, discuss it and we're going to see if maybe this is something that might not work for clara or other vegan uh vegan listeners that we may what have. i want to do what i want to do i was scouring the internet for some gumbo news and i found this recipe that just uh, it was posted a couple days ago on a a texas um uh, news site uh i think it's like amarillo or something yeah an amarillo so uh, what i want to do is read this to you read the ingredients to you Feynman. Uh -huh. And then I want you to, number one, tell me if you would eat it and if you think it would taste good. Okay, I can answer two, one of those questions already. Okay. Yes, I would two, eat it. You would eat it. because you'll. Yeah. yeah. Number two, do you think it'll taste good using these ingredients? And number okay. three, how would you make it better? I, I know exactly. Now, don't say your answer until I'm done because I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. Right, this is called Vegan Gobo from an Amarillo news chasing. I think it. there's a vegan restaurant in Amarillo and this is their vegan menu. And they were- Do they have like a free 72 ounce uh, tofu patty that you can eat? If they, do you have a to think? they do have a, a veggie burger that they're talking about here too. So anyway, yeah. all right, you ready? Here it goes. One cup of olive oil. Okay. Flour, one cup of flour. Sure. 
Right. So we're not gluten. We're not gluten free. Right. We're we're vegan. Okay. Olive oil, flour. Okay. So far so good. Two quarts of vegetable stock. So there's a lot of flavor gone. But hey, two quarts (laughs) of vegetable stock. You're gonna get your salt in there. Yeah. Yeah. Two cups of okra. Still good. Yeah. Four stalks of chopped celery. Two chopped bell peppers. Doesn't say what color. I'm assuming green. Two small onions. Sure. So far so good. Yeah. Six cloves of garlic. Okay. Now controversy. One small can of diced tomatoes. Two bay leaves, salt and pepper to taste, Creole seasoning to taste. And it says serve alongside some cooked steamed rice. Now, nothing nothing in that recipe freaked me out, scared me. But give me your thoughts. Is it going to taste good? Okay. Now, a couple of things about this. This is basically my gumbo recipe without – I don't use tomatoes for Mm -hmm. sure. So the tomatoes – Okay. I mean, I know some people do it. It's not my small can of diced tomatoes. Yeah. Small can. Right. So this is basically my gumbo recipe before the meat goes in. So you're just looking at my gumbo liquid here. I mean, I don't use olive oil. I usually use canola or vegetable oil. Mm -hmm. Um, Bacon fat. Yeah. (laughs) Bacon fat if I have it, but that's, you're just basically talking about the gumbo liquid here. Yeah. There's nothing in there besides vegetable stock. I mean, I use chicken usually. There's nothing in there. That's going to taste like a very good vegetable. It's I mean, vegetable gumbo soup. Gumbo liquid. Right. It's it's um but isn't and, this like a vegetable soup with a little bit of with a little roux? Like when yeah, you make I mean, a vegetable soup, I just do I render the vegetables down, then I add my vegetable mm-hmm. stock. And then I do add pasta and stuff, but yeah. I mean, I, this this is this is just chicken and sausage gumbo without chicken and sausage. Yeah. So if you like the liquid, that's fine. I mean, as for what I would do better, the first thing I do is throw in a couple pounds of sausage. Yeah. But obviously you can't do that if you're trying to make vegan gumbo. So I, you know, I would I eat this? Yes. The the other question I have about this really is a texture question. Yeah. Cuz cuz gumbo you are looking for the texture, so you need some some chunks in there. Okra. Just to, the, yeah, but if you cook the okra down too much, it's not going to be too chunky. It's, it's mm-hmm. just going to be more the the consistency of of cooked down okra. Yeah. So you need you need I think a firmer chunk of something. I'm not sure what that would be. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, you don't want to put some weird vegetable in there. I mean, I guess you could put. I I don't know. I don't even want to suggest anything. But I think you yeah. need something texture wise but i think otherwise that would taste just fine yeah that's just gumbo without the meat if any of our listeners which is without a lot of flavor but if any and i've made a veggie gumbo so i'm not not gonna say anything but and i have had vegetable gumbo in public at restaurants like in Mm. austin and others and it's just Mm -hmm. it's a soup it's not really a gumbo Mm -hmm. and they put other things in that kind of threw, threw me off but if any of our listeners knows of a vegetable vegan gumbo. I'm all ears. Send it our way. Tweet it, Feynman, at the gumbo show. Please, at, so get at, it. at the, the gumbo, no, at gumbo at show. gumbo show, yeah. Keep on, it simple. On Twitter, that's right. So, um, so yeah, vegan gumbo is obviously something that's coming up more and more now. And I think, I think settling on a good vegan recipe is a good thing to have. Although, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not a vegan, and so I'm going to eat eat the animal protein. Yeah. Uh, and you know, referencing an earlier discussion, I really like chicken thighs in mine. So 
I'm I'm pro thigh. Hey, are you ever gonna smoke your meat, or you just buy it smoked? You fry your chicken, right? I fry. I usually fry the chicken, or or I smoked do the sausage. Dave, Dave trick and buy a uh, a uh, a rotisserie chicken. Yeah, and I use you know like I've talked about before. I use the andouille that uh, mm-hmm. like I like the andouille from Laplace. It's heavily smoked, yeah. and and so it adds a real smokiness to it. Um, but yeah, let's yeah, move I mean, on. That's okay. veggie. Too much veggies right. in one episode. All right. So, so Brent, for my uh, news that you can use item, I wanted to know if you know about the role that Gumbo is currently playing in American diplomacy. Do tell, Feynman. Do have tell. you heard about this? You may know. I have, but have the, our listeners that the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, the UN, um, the One World Government, as some refer to it. Linda Thomas Greenfield is a Baker native and a lifelong diplomat. And she uh, has described her style of diplomacy as gumbo diplomacy. And apparently when she's been a, uh, a diplomat in various parts of the globe, one of the ways she's kind of broken down the, the barriers between her and officials of these other nations is by making her gumbo for them. Um, uh, and by the way, I'm noticing here that a former, uh, she should work with a former UN ambassador from the United States, whose name of course was Susan Rice. So if we can get Rice and, and Linda Thomas Greenfield. You know, who was the best ambassador I've ever met? Tom Bell Pepper, that guy (laughs) could get deals done. He had, uh, he had his two top aides, right? Uh, Jim <laughs> Celery and Frank, uh, Frank Onion. Anyway, uh, so the, the three of them together were unbeatable. So uh, I thought it's tonight- a good mix, good mix. Yeah, I mean, it, it worked perfectly. Like a um, you would You would never rue any of their negotiations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so- so I thought that knowing now that we have Linda Thomas Greenfield, um, who has not yet agreed to appear on the on the Gumbo Show, uh, and I say not yet. I forgot to email her. I need to. Um, That's my bad. She, she we'll get her. She, it's not like she has uh, anything important to do. The world is there's peace. There's love everywhere. Everything's going great. Everything is fine. Everything yeah. is fine. So I thought we would just take a, a quick spin through her recipe. Um, and and we would just kind of talk about how we think it it looks. Um, and so I'm going to read you her ingredients. Yeah. Uh, and we can see uh, what we got. She uses uh, chicken broth, three quarts uh, plus more as needed. She also uses no salt added chicken broth, a couple of bay leaves, ten to twelve crab legs or claws. She says that's optional. Um, three, two pounds rather of andouille sausage or any smoked sausage. I'm I'm so on board with this so far. Two pounds of boneless, skinless chicken breasts. Uh, she says that's about two large ones cut into one inch chunks. Uh, I'm down, although I would I would encourage her to try thighs. Mm-hmm. Um, a teaspoon of garlic powder, two teaspoons of Creole seasoning such as Tony Sachery's, uh, a tablespoon of hot sauce, uh, and all these are more to taste, especially for the garlic powder. Uh, Tony Sachery's Tabasco, uh, a cup of flour, a cup of canola, uh, onion, um, celery, and bell pepper, uh, obviously. She also uses a pound of okra, so she's going to get a little okra up in that gumbo, even though she's clearly uh, 
making a roux. Um, all right, hang on. My computer just decided to. Uh, here we go again. All right, uh, three garlic cloves. Fine. Now here's where uh -oh. we get a little, a little controversial. Uh oh. One, ten ounce can, Rotel brand tomatoes and green chilies. <laughs> Is that what they eat in Baker? I think we're gonna have to call this uh, Baker Gumbo, because. Um, I don't know about using Rotel, but you know, gumbo, a lot of people different make different kinds of gumbo. And this is the second recipe that's had tomatoes. Then she also put shrimp. It's a shrimp chicken and sausage gumbo. So she also yeah. uses shrimp now. And then she puts filet uh -huh. on the side. Uh, oh, and a little bit of parsley and scallions. So, I mean, I think the recipe sounds fine. Now we'll say the other I mean, she has shrimp and crab in there, though. She says the crab are uh, optional. Are optional, yeah. So we may not know it, but I, I, I think we have to ask a couple of questions here. Um, first of all, she also says it only takes her about twenty minutes to make her roux because she's a roux pro. Mm -hmm. So that's good. I applaud that. I think that would even rival. He's a daredevil. Microwave, microwave. The daredevil. High heat, stirring right. fast. Yeah, that's all right. in. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I've done a roux in about 25 minutes before, but it always we should make a, have a, a called the daredevil roux where it's like 10 minutes. It's going to be dark. <laughs> just watch. It's just a race to see yeah. who can do the fastest. Roux. I will be burned. There will be pops. One of Cajun my napalm. Uh, one of my uh, one of my kids is into chess right now, but he likes playing lightning chess where you have like at right, most right. five minutes to, you have five minutes to make all your moves in the game, right? Dang. So we, you could do that with gumbo, right? Yeah. It'd be like oh, yeah. lightning, lightning gumbo. Um, so we have to kind of ask whether we're- I have to oh, ask about the chilies, and the yeah. green chili tomatoes thing. Maybe her husband's from Texas or something. Maybe, it's, it, I mean, I'm not a big fan of- of tomatoes in the gumbo and especially Rotel tomatoes. Now, right. she's not using a ton of them, yeah. but- It's like a personal um, thing. Never heard of that. Yeah, no, me neither. Although it does seem something like you would get in Texas. Uh, but Brent, we have to accept that this is the gumbo that is being served to world leaders around Right, and what do they know? The globe. They don't know any better. They'll think it's great. No, Close they enough. they they probably will. In fact, I'd love to eat her gumbo and talk to yeah. her about many many things besides gumbo. So, we Linda Thomas Greenfield, yeah, if you're listening to the show, come hey, on, see talk see with us. Twenty Twitter. minutes. I'll tweet Twitter. at her. Tweet I'll at tweet her. at her. Yeah. So, um, so listen, folks, if you you're out there and you listen and you've used Rotel tomatoes and green chilies, you've used Rotel in your in your gumbo before, let us know how it is. I would, I think at this point, it's fair to say that I've gone from completely anti-tomato to a little bit more tomato agnostic. Yeah. I'm, because I'm, there's so many people who like do it. No, no, I used to be like a, a tomato, like a- A-hole. <laughs> <laughs> a tomato a-hole. Yes. Uh, uh, but now I'm, I'm less of just a sort of quietly- hostile or skeptical to the tomato. So, uh, but anyway, gumbo is on the world stage in case uh, you folks haven't. It's being taken by our UN ambassador to every country on the world. Mm -hmm. So yeah, well, what else we got, Brent? Or is that- That's it, that's, that's all the news you can use this week. That is- Maybe we'll news. have Dave next time. 
maybe maybe if Dave can stop being a baby and going to sleep at eight o'clock at night, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Dave works hard. He he needs his rest. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah. Well, look, folks, that's going to wrap up this this edition of the Gumbo Show here with uh, Buford T. Justice and Smokey over there. Um, as always, check us out on our web our website our website gumboshow.us or on our social medias on Instagram, especially where we have a, a particularly, uh, a particularly excellent presence at DA gumbo show. That's at Doug gumbo show. Also we're on Facebook, the gumbo show, just search us, hit us on there. Talk to us about Rotel, about vegan gumbos, whatever you want to talk to us about. And also on Twitter at gumbo show. Uh, hit us up if you're looking for us in New Iberia in October 9th and 10th. That is the World Championship Gumbo Cookoff. Look up the Iberia Chamber for any information regarding the poster contest, the bands, or um, or any other thing you need to know about it. It is the the Super Bowl of Gumbo, the Woodstock of mm-hmm. Gumbo. Um, I'm bringing maybe, my spoon, two spoons, three spoons. I'm. It's gonna be I'm awesome. Just, I'm just bringing a bowl that I can dip in pots and just tilt right back into my face. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. It's like a gum- going to walk. It's like a gumbo ladle that yeah. I'm just going to pour it straight down just my gullet. Down with a ladle. Walk yeah, around just table to table. I'll take a wipes. scoop of that. Scoop yeah. of that. Right. Um, Bucket of soap and water to dip it in when you're done. That, then take a right. ladle, soap and water. Anyway, I'm going to make one of my kids carry the bucket of soap yeah. and water. Just bring um, a bunch of ladles. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you next time. Until then, may your roofs be dark and your bowls be full. Mm-hmm.